everybody, and welcome to So It's Come to This, a Simpsons family podcast. I am the Father Brian. Hi. Hi. Hello. Who are you? I don't know. You still don't know, huh? No, I never know. You, you know never this. know. Well, that's Brendan over there, for case you're wondering. You don't know that. As far as I know, I think it is. Are you pointing at me? I am. Were you? I was. I don't know. I'm Corey. I'm the mother. All right. Well, how about that romper room shout-out? Okay. Did well, I catch you off guard again? I don't know where my mirror is. Oh, there it is. It's dirty. I have to clean it. Why is it going on so long? <laughs> There's clean. Because it was outside, and you know, it's muddy, and then it's snowy, and then it's muddy again, and that's why there was so much stuff on it. Okay, just go on. Why was <laughs> it outside? Ask any questions. Um, I don't know, because Dean put it outside. Um... I was see. Dean outside? No, he just threw it outside just don't from inside. It. I would like to question it. I see Caleb and Jess and my friends Mike and Susie and Maurice, um, the Boogeyman's Closet. Speaking of podcast, oh, they're a podcast. If you listen enough, you know this. They're a podcast that you should listen to only if you're 18 or if your parents don't like you very much. Also, there's another podcast with another young man that I would like to say hello to. Hello to Josh and his podcast, which is called Raised by Rentals. Hello to Carl and to Patrick and to Lindsay and to Baby. Speaking of podcasts, Goo Goo Gaga were sponsored by Masterclass. When he starts saying full sentences, I'm in trouble. Um, yeah, you have podcast. to find a new joke. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's in trouble. It's his podcast. <laughs> um, hello to Timothy and hello Joey and Jay and Jasmine and Steve and Amy and I don't know who else listens. We're a part of a group and... This group is called Red Pantheon, and I asked them, if anyone would like a romper room shout-out, let me know. And guess what? There were crickets! What's wrong with all of you? The crickets let you know? Yes. What's wrong with all of you? How come no one wants a romper room shout-out? It's the only thing I dreamed of as a child. I wished that she would see my face in the magic mirror. Oh, I prayed for it. It it was one of my lifelong dreams, and it never came true. And I'm giving you the opportunity to have that dream come true for you. She did say my I'm name a once. Giver. I'm a <laughs> Who is she in this I scenario? There's a show called Romper Room, and that's how it always ended. She looked into the mirror, and she said, I see this person and that person. Oh. So this is not an original bit, in I'm... case you were wondering. I thought this was original. No. I'm a maker of dreams coming true. What's that called? A dream come true maker. That's what I am. I'm a dream come truer. I Come to me if you want your dreams to yes. true come. This is this is now. this is this is a service I'm doing actually. Like you should be thanking me. You're welcome. But instead, guess what I get? I get crickets. I get crickets. So if you would like a romper room shout out, please tell me. Or I'm just going to start making up stuff. On to the real people. 
<laughs> Hello, TJ and Cash and Karen and Georgia and Sterling K. Brown and Milo Venti Cappuccino. Not that hard. And Cappuccino. Did you like that? That was pretty good. And Durs and Adam and Blake and Kyle. And, uh, and who else? Um, Tim Barry and Matt Barry. Not related, but they're both listeners. And Ashley Birch, also a listener, as we said last episode. Charlie and, uh, Charlie and, um, I keep and saying Charlie. Charlie and, Charlie and, and Robin uh, Glenn. Hello, guys. Is Charlie listening? I said it several times. I, so. I, you gotta, you gotta. Um, but not and, Caitlin, huh? She doesn't like any of us. <laughs> um, and uh, Andy Samberg and all of the Lonely Island, including Akiva and Jorma, but that's who they are, Andy, Akiva, and Jorma. So I'm not sure why I said all of them, because there are only three of them. And hello also to Bill Hader and Fred Armisen. And uh, who else? Bobby Brown, Johnny Gill. Ralph Tredsvant, Bell and Biv, but not DeVoe. He doesn't listen. Uh, all of Another Bad Creation. They're all listeners. Uh, Boys to Men. Who else? I don't know. I guess Chuck Reagan listens to us. He should. He's my best friend. I've told him to. And he says, I'm too busy fly fishing. And I said, that's a filthy lie. <laughs> and uh, Peter Cetera, Michael Bolton. And, well, I guess, I don't know, my best friend, the one, the only, the silver fox himself, Dick Gear. Don't clap. I don't we know why it. I didn't say it anymore. We did it. My wish is never coming true. I should always just pause this part. We did it. Yeah. We did it. Okay. All Why right. don't you? Maybe I should. <laughs> I told you I'm a dream come truer maker, not a wish come truer maker. <laughs> yep. All that right. should be on a t-shirt. <laughs> I don't even know how to spell that. <laughs> I told you I'm a dream come true maker, not a wish that come true maker. That would take up the front and the back. Well, yeah, the front would be, I told you I'm a dream come true maker. And the back would say, not, not a wish come true maker. maker. Yeah. I mean, it's small font. It could work. All right. Well, that's it. All right. Well, thank you. Well, thank you. All right. Well, if you ever would like a Romper Room shout out, then, of course, you can feel free to reach out to us. We have no emails today. Not even any yes. of those junk emails or anything. Yes, so nothing we have no emails. But we, uh, you can get us at soitscometothispod at gmail.com. Um, Instagram, so it's come to this underscore pod, and Facebook, so it's come with the number two, this. All right, so for our Ion Springfield segment, just a few items here. Um, so according to pictures that were circulating on the internet prior to the big game a few no. weeks ago, people were claiming Stop. that the Simpsons predicted a Cincinnati Bengals win. So with Jesus. most of these current predictions, the claim has turned out to be false pointing that the, quote, evidence used wasn't even from the same episode. <laughs> so we'll post the picture for you and let you decide. But, yeah, it's pretty obvious that, you know, someone was trying to make something that wasn't. And, of course, as we know, the Cincinnati Bengals did not win. So, 
Um, and now this is uh, rather interesting. So in an interview with The Hollywood Reporter last week, the Simpson team had a response to detractors that are saying that the show has passed its prime. So Yardley Smith opened up about the remarks that rub her the wrong way and said, quote, My feeling today is most people say the show hasn't been good since season 10. And it's like, F you. Oh. <laughs> the piece that goes along with a comment like this, I can't believe they don't try anymore. That is so offensive to me. You'll never meet more hardworking writers, animators, and actors than at The Simpsons, she said. Nancy Cartwright agreed with these statements and also said that it bothers me that it that is just a critical person. My response is, what are you doing? Everyone <laughs> is just trying to get by, especially with the pandemic. So to have a show that still brings lightness and thought-provoking storylines after 33 years, we're still colored, culturally relevant. That is mind-boggling. So in a response about fans of the show, Smith acknowledged that it's sometimes a fine line to walk. As she said, you have to coexist with fans because without an audience, there's no show, she said. And she went on to say that nevertheless, she was adamant that the relationship can quickly turn unhealthy, stating that the amount of armchair quarterbacking on the internet is where it is so easy to fire off something really horrible that toxic fandom has become its own animal. The voice actor said the entire Reddit threads on how... I'll use a different word here. Crappy. The Simpsons is now. <laughs> and it's like, you're really going to spend all this time on something you don't even enjoy? You all need to get a hobby. So strong words from Lisa Simpson there um, in her feelings on how people are taking the show. And lastly, uh, the last thing I just wanted to mention is a, a local Simpsons um, connection which is something that we might be considering. We'll have to see. But Fredonia State College, their Department of Theater and Dance, is presenting Mr. Burns, a post-electric play, as the next offering in their Walter Glure main stage series. The show is described as an imaginative dark comedy that propels audiences forward nearly a century, following a new civilization stumbling onto its future. After the collapse of civilization, a group of survivors share a campfire and begin to piece together the plot of the Simpsons episode Cape Fear entirely from memory. This format of storytelling becomes the live entertainment of a post-apocalyptic story trying hard to hold on to its past. Mr. Burns is presented in three acts, which director Daniel F. Lenzian said are vastly different in tone and style. Act 1 is contemporary realism, while Act 3 is a musical. So he said, I think there's something for everyone, even those that don't know much about The Simpsons. The production runs from February 25th through March 5th in Bartlett Theater on the Fredonia campus. Dates and showtimes are February 25th and 26th at 7.30, February 27th at 2 p.m., and March 3rd, 4th, and 5th at 7.30 p.m. Tickets are available through the Fredonia campus tickets office in the Williams Center and by phone at 716-673-3501. So if you are local, sounds kind of interesting. We've been talking. Maybe we'll go see it as well. I don't know. I'm not going to see it. I have work. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that is all I have for today. So do we have anything for news and views? Well, I, I, I think I addressed this last week, but I'm not sure. Y'all, Kanye 
there's something really wrong with him and I know that you guys don't feed into things that you read on Twitter the other thing or the other thing also Instagram Instagram um but Kanye's like attacking Pete Davidson and telling people to go and scream at him if they see him out and yell Kimye forever <laughs> and um that's not cool and people are like oh ha 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 Kanye West is crazy and it's like that's not funny because he actually is bipolar and he's probably off of his meds and that is sad and he's probably freaking his kids out remember they have like four five they have a number around four or five children i don't know one of those numbers (laughs) none of those numbers seem right to me um so that's all of my news and views all right you don't want to mention anything about the Super Bowl halftime show? Um, the Super Bowl, well, I mean, can I? I, I don't remember when our last episode was or what I talked about. It was you, right before, because remember you had your big Oh, uh, yeah. Well, prediction. my prediction didn't come true. I don't know about that. I think it did. But it was still a great Super Bowl. They, they started off, oh my God, I can't even, and the set, the little houses... Oh, gosh. Fitty upside down. Okay, listen. The only thing that kind of knocked me down a few notches was the fact that instead of an NWA reunion, we just got 50 Cent. Okay. But he's still, he's fine. Mm -hmm. He's still got it. Must be all that vitamin water he's drinking. Apparently he's getting bullied on the internet for the weight that he gained. Well, okay, it's like I said, when you get older, you look like you ate the 17-year-old version of yourself. I mean, Drake gained weight, too. Yeah. The only one that didn't the is Snoop. The only one who didn't is, is Snoop. <laughs> that man, I don't know what's wrong with him. He's a lunatic. And Miss Mary J. Blige looks amazing for her age. Like, how does she do it? I don't know. Snoop and Mary J don't look like they ate 17 year old versions of themselves, <laughs> but everyone else, all of the rest of us do. Well, not Kendrick, because he's still Well, young, Kendrick so. is 12, so. <laughs> what about uh, 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 Eminem? I, he's gained some. I don't know. I didn't. I That's what attention. happens when you get older. Yep. It's the joys of getting older. So, all right. Well, thank you for that. Thank you. Also, here's here's another beef. Eminem, you could have done more. All he did was lose yourself, and I understand that that's his commercial hit, but... Well, he did do that little... Nowadays, everybody right, yeah. want to talk like they got something to say, but so nothing comes first. out when they move the lips. It's just a bunch of gibberish and act like they forgot about Dre. Yeah, so he did that. Yeah, but... So you got that. But Yeah, but... Needless to say, we thought it was pretty good. It was great. Um, I know it's a little controversial. There's a lot of people that were like, I didn't like it. If it's too loud, then you're too old. Yes. I mean, you are kind of the target audience for this Super Bowl halftime show. We sure were. So. Gen X, baby. I regret showing that to you. (laughs) Next time. Hey, can someone get Nelly to do something next time? No. 
interesting to see what they do next year but we'll see so all right thank you for all of that all right so for our episode today um we are actually releasing this the day after the olympics ended uh we figured maybe we should do something olympics themed for this time we're recording this the day after the what did i say releasing yes we're recording it the day after correct it'll probably be released at the end of this week um but yeah so we were looking for something that could be that dealt with the winter olympics and we did find an episode which is as follows episode 57 this is our episode 57 i don't know why i said that but welcome to our episode 57 everyone boy meets curl season this was season 21 episode 12 it was the 453rd episode of the simpsons it original the production code was mabf05 it originally aired on february 14th valentine's day of 2010 it was directed by chuck sheets it was written by rob lazeb laz 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 one of these days you'll actually get that name right I don't think I've ever said it before. Yes, it have. guest stars Bob Costas. It, there is no chalkboard gag, and the couch gag, I liked the couch gag today, but it, there, was there was no, no couch, couch gag. <laughs> um, uh, the family is depicted as tarot code cards in a psychic reading that Grandpa has. After the psychic <laughs> deals the death card, Grandpa pushes it back towards her, towards the psychic, and she falls over dead. Um, so you liked this one. Uh, it was different. Is that why? Just because it, it was different? Yes, it was new. It was I different. It. it was something. Um, it's, but it wasn't a couch gag. Maggie was, um, Maggie was deaf. Yeah, she sure was. That makes sense. And she dealt it, too. So, all right. Well, thank you for that. Um, so, yeah, just a few things here before we jump in. Um, so... Of course, this episode came out around the time that the 2010 Winter Olympics would have been occurring in Vancouver. So the writers wanted to write an Olympics-themed episode that could air during the Games. So the script was written by Rob Lazebnik, and this was his fourth writing credit. And he was originally considered to having the plot revolve around Homer competing in four-man bobsled. However, he decided a curling episode would allow for the plot to revolve around Homer and Marge and explore the issues of spouses competing together. So, the writers used some artistic license because although curling is an Olympic sport, mixed doubles, which is featured on the episode, was not an Olympic event at the time of airing. It has made its Olympic debut eight years later. Um, but I believe I was watching a little bit of mixed doubles this year, and I think it's only two people. I don't know if it's four, but I could be wrong on that. Um, however, What's mixed doubles, just male and female oh, competing okay. together. So, because typically curling was just male or female, and you had teams of four. I mean, so. curling is curling. Mm-hmm. Like, it's one of the most relaxing sports that you can play in the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if I'd say relaxing. It is very stressful. Right, but it's the Olympics. Yes. I mean, as far as like, I mean, mentally. Physical exertion. Mentally, it is very taxing. Yes. But yes, physically, you're correct. 
I mean, there is something to it, but when you compare it to other Olympic sports, yes, there's not really a whole lot going on physically. That's correct. Um, so it was explained in the episode that the event was being held as a demonstration sport. Curling was previously shown in the season 13 episode, The Bart Wants What It Wants, when the family visits Toronto. So in order to try to make the, de the depiction of curling in the episode accurate, which I have some um, comments on that, the writers visited a curling club and tried the sport themselves. They mm. also consulted with four-time American mixed curling champions Brady and Kristen Clark, as well as Rick Patsky, the chief operating officer for the United States Curling Association, who felt that the writers took a, quote, genuine interest in the sport. So on the issue of whether competitive curlers would be offended by the episode, Lezebnik said, when you hear the Simpsons going to do their take on your sport, you naturally get a little alarmed. But we ended up being respectful. I would say even surprisingly respectful. <laughs> uh, both Homer and March take it very seriously. Um, some curlers, including the Karks and Patsky, felt that the exposure the sport received was beneficial. And Kristen Clark went on to say that although Homer Simpson probably isn't the ideal athlete I would want to see representing our sport, I just think it's great exposure. Uh, some of the Canadian curlers also had something to say about this. Randy Furby, who was a four-time uh, world champion, said, I'm sure they're going to somehow make a mockery of it like they do with every other thing, but I think you need to take it with a grain of salt. It brings attention to our sport, and I think that's wonderful. The more curling on TV, whether it's in an animated form or real form, the better. So, obviously, it sounds like a lot of people that were involved in curling were actually pretty happy with the uh, interpretation that they went on to hmm. do with that. So this episode did gain attention in 2018. Yeah. Because in the Winter Olympics that year in Pyeongchang, when the United States defeated Sweden mm -hmm. in men's curling to win the gold medal, what do you think happened? They predicted the future. My God. I mean, sure. Because this episode is 2010, mm -hmm. and in this episode they do play Sweden for the gold medal. Mm -hmm. Just so. This, this... I don't even know if this can be called a trend, but right. this needs to stop. Yeah, it does. It's it's ridiculous. But this was way back in 2018. I know. No, not way back in 2018. That's way back. That was four years ago. Yeah, but... Ugh. But I will say they didn't quite get the prediction completely right because the um, podium had Russia as the third place or the bronze medal, whereas in 2018 it was actually Switzerland. Oh. So, although it was hinted in previous episodes, this is the first episode that confirms that Seymour Skinner, that the Seymour Skinner that we commonly see is indeed Mrs. Skinner's birth son and not an imposter, and the first to outright retcon the principal and the popper, in which we learn Seymour is the imposter. So, obviously, that was an episode that was released a long time ago before this, but this episode, of course, seems to be retconning that because clearly Agnes gives birth to him. Uh -huh. So I mean, you don't know that. Yeah. She doesn't necessarily. So, but of course, some people have argued that it's a possibility that the baby scene in Mrs. Skinner's flashback was actually the real Seymour Skinner. Sure. And nobody corrected her because the penalty would be torture or they exactly. had gotten God. used to the new Seymour Skinner. Yeah, see? <laughs> but I will say on the topic of Agnes Skinner, this is the first time she's actually shown to be kind to her son since her first appearance in The Crepes of Wrath. 
Uh, this is the second time where Lisa wears a cap and a dress mostly made of pins. What? So when the was the first time? First was an episode called Smart and Smarter. So you can look that one up if you want to see mm-hmm. that. How did I miss that one? I don't know. Um, Homer actor accurately depicts Vancouver as Canada's warmest city. But is that true? Well, only in winter as the average temperature in Vancouver is just a few degrees warmer than Toronto. Oh. So the episode title is a pun on the film Boy Meets Girl and the TV series Boy Meets World. And in the title screen gag, uh, did you guys notice what flew by the sky? Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Yes, the Simpsons characters were in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. And last but not least, a number of real-life Vancouver locations are shown in the episode. So we see the Richmond Olympic Oval, Stanley Park, Whistler Olympic Ski Park, uh, a sightseeing Union Jack double-decker bus, uh, the area called Gastown, and BC Place Stadium. Gastown? Yeah. Ugh. So those are all real places in Vancouver, so check them out if you're there. All right, so jumping in here, Act 1. Marge and Homer's plans for a romantic date night fall through when Homer is forced to stay longer than expected at the Springfield Nuclear Power Plant to fix a leak in one of the plant's nuclear processing pipes. Looking for a romantic activity after walking out of a movie starring Ben Affleck, Mm -hmm. they find an ice rink and decide to do some skating. However, they're unable to rent skates because it's curling night. They decide to try it and discover their innate talent for the sport, particularly Marge, who has years of experience sweeping floors. Agnes and Seymour Skinner notice and invite Marge and Homer to join their mixed doubles team. It's announced that mixed doubles has been added to the Winter Olympics as a demonstration sport, and the Skinner-Simpson team qualifies for the United States Curling Trials. All right, Act 1, what do you guys got? Um, it felt, it felt weird. It felt, it had the, the thing that I've complained about in the past and I love complaining about where, (laughs) uh, where they, they feel it's necessary to completely do a 180, uh, from their original premise to what the rest of the episode is going to be about, but this one I don't feel as much as a departure though, because yeah. yes, they were looking for something to do on date night, and I mean, there's nothing more romantic than curling. Yeah, no, <laughs> finding <laughs> finding curling, I was fine with, and that whole thing, but like them getting to the Olympics feels very rushed, and it feels like there's barely any like like uh. Uh, because it's a 22-minute show, you can't show their their uh, their growth. Right. What it feels like is they picked up the sport, and tomorrow they're going to the Olympics. Like that's not a thing that you do. But and obviously the time constraint is there. But yeah. I and I think one of the reasons is because really the main crux of the episode and your focus is the Olympics. So yeah. why spend time showing how they got there? Just right. get there. You know. But. Then just get there and spend less time setting it up. Setting it up, like like it was a weird amount of time for me. Right. Okay. Corey, anything? Where's the Kaiser's gold? <laughs> I didn't understand. Princess Wilhelmina of Prussia, <laughs> not Russia. Prussia. Prussia, which I did some research on that. That's so, a real place. Yeah. yeah, it is, but it was a historically prominent German state that originated in 1525. 
It was centered in the region of Prussia on the southeast coast of the Baltic Sea, but it disbanded in 1918. So, of course, it's another joke at Mr. Burns being old. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, he's going to pop the question tonight. Where's the Kaiser's gold? <laughs> and when they were in the movie and it says starring Ben Affleck, he's like, let's go. Maybe Homer doesn't like to see Ben Affleck cry either. <laughs> yeah, because that was That's great. Real- where it, I, I just love the setup to that where everybody in the theater is talking and they're making a lot of noise and this and that. And Homer gets you know, upset, and he's like, we're going to enjoy this movie no matter what, and then as soon as you see starring Ben Affleck, that's what he's like, let's go. <laughs> it'll it'll make a walk on the beach seem like a punch in the face. It will. <laughs> were you going to say something else about Ben Affleck? Uh, and his no. crying? No? Okay. Corey loves when Ben Affleck cries. Oh, I hate it. <laughs> I barely know who Ben Affleck, ben Affleck. is. So. He's done some good stuff. He's no, it's fine. It's just that when he cries, it's like, ugh, why? <laughs> why? <laughs> um, I I did kind of like when the kids are helping Marge get ready for date night. You and don't look fat. Carl and Lenny are helping Homer. Yes. <laughs> and yes, just the way that Bart says that you don't look fat, and Marge is like, oh, thank you. <laughs> Yeah. And then Carl says the same thing, and Homer just says, oh, Carl, you're a liar, but I love it. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, Corey, I'm going to get your thoughts on um, Lenny's comment about date night, where he says, it's the embalming fluid that keeps the mummy of a marriage fresh after the heart and brain have been pulled out through the nose. Oh, that's nice. Maybe we should put that on a shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we don't own that, so... So we couldn't, uh, we couldn't we couldn't put that yes. on a shirt. And then yeah, and then Carl says, "I should have never given you that Egyptology book." <laughs> but yeah, like is that a sweet sentiment? Is it? No, it's weird. What's you know? I mean, I think it's a it's a fine sentiment. Yeah, it's a fair sentiment. It's fine. So, I have a question about in this particular act. So, of course, both Homer and Marge are getting ready for this big date night that they're excited to go on. And, mm-hmm. and then Mr. Burns forces Homer to stay at work to find the leak. So why doesn't he just call Marge and let her know? Right. Because, like, you then see Marge is very upset because she's sitting on the couch she, waiting and this and that. He Listen. may have. That's true. Because she, she didn't really give him a hard time when he came home. Yeah, no. she She's not happy about it, but... Neither would Corey be. He's he's lucky she didn't have one of her boobs reduced. <laughs> like Rosemary from the Real Housewives yes, of Shelbyville? Yes. <laughs> yeah, because actually it is uh, slightly related because she did that to get back at Angelo for standing yes. her up. Yeah, no, that's why they played that. <laughs> yeah. Because it's very related. And did you guys notice the animation? She was kind of lopsided. Yeah, she yeah. was very lopsided. <laughs> I, I noticed. And I do like, I don't know if you guys caught this, but as they cut away and you just hear Marge listening to it, you hear them both say, we're appalling. Yes. (laughs) I mean, that is Real Housewives. Yeah. So, Brenda, does that remind you of anything that Corey watches? Uh, I don't know. I'm going to keep that to myself. (laughs) Yeah? You don't want want to contribute? I would like you to never watch your shows ever again. (laughs) I will say that I feel very lucky Unlikely. that Corey does not watch The Real Housewives, 
but she does I, love herself some Vanderpump Rules. I did watch uh, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, but then I was like, why am I doing this? But you were just I watching only it like for Lisa, Lisa. Right? Yeah. yeah, and now Lisa's not even on, on there. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, we were talking about the movie that Marge and Homer go to see. Did you guys see what it was called? Love Formula... Formula... Love... Love Formula... Please say it for me. I'm love Formula... I can't do it either. Love Formulaically. Formulaically. There you go. That's hard to say. I don't know what that means. Because it follows a formula. A formula. It's formulaic. Yes. So why is it formulaic? Formulaically. Oh, got it. Yeah. Do you get I'm, it? I'm saying it very badly, but yes. Okay, so you got it now. Um, and I will have to say, I mean, Homer did offer bromance to Marge. <laughs> but she says it's not the same, and Homer responds, dude! Yeah. And then Marge says, I'm not a dude, I'm a hottie. And he goes, oh, this bromance is getting interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I did also like the sign. I, I do love signs on The Simpsons. We uh, know. The skates in such ice rink. Thursday is clockwise night. I didn't even see that. What does that mean? You're skating clockwise. Right, but... Right. I understand. Like, I guess normally they would go counterclockwise. But no, you normally go around the ice clockwise. Only on Thursdays, apparently, at this place. No. That... No. You nor... In an ice rink, when you're... When you're... When you're doing your skating, even in a roller rink, even in, in every rink known to humans well maybe not you go um, maybe not in springfield springfield is dumb <laughs> well homer does say that curling is a perfect sport because it has bowling for him and sweeping for Marge. oh i was gonna say that oh i'm sorry yeah fine um cor you did kind of snicker at when they go in there and they see that curling is happening and homer's comment <laughs> that they come in here on saturday to clean the ice yes <laughs> Losers. Yeah. Well, Marge has been training for it all her life. Yes, mm-hmm. that's true. <laughs> um, did you guys have any thoughts on Homer's like Shakespearean soliloquy about curling? That was. That's what he's like when he's not drunk. <laughs> Do we like that? Do we not like that? <laughs> well, apparently, that whole speech is a parody of the Saint Crispin's Day speech from Kenneth Branagh's version of Henry V. Okay. So missed that one. Yeah. Yeah, I um it felt very out of place. It yeah. didn't feel right. Yeah, I I don't really know what the point was with that. It there wasn't. Yeah, it just was very strange. And I'll uh I do have the entire thing written down, but I'm not going to say it. <laughs> it was a lot. Yeah. Um Corey, what did you think about the romantic montage on the ice between Homer and Marge? Oh, I liked it when he helped her learn how to drink a beer. (laughs) How did she not know that? Does she not know how to... I mean, have we ever seen Marge drink a beer? But it's like drinking anything else. I think he was just trying to help her out. I don't think he was showing her how to do it. (laughs) Um, I did also like the the back of the Zamboni that said still married. Yeah. (laughs) And why were the Wiggums wearing bodysuits? I don't know. For curling? I don't know. Yeah, you don't need to be aerodynamic for curling. I so, don't like it. Yeah, it was 
very strange. Uh, I didn't know who the other Wiggum was. That's his wife. That's I Mrs. have Wiggum. never seen her before, ever, ever in my life. Her Not name one. is Sarah. That's Sarah Wiggum. When did we know this? She's I don't think we've in, ever. You seen just her. haven't seen an episode, but she's been in quite a few. I mean, she's never like a main character or anything, but she's had discussions with Clancy and Ralph. Who's Clancy? Chief Wiggum. His name isn't Clancy. You're it lying is. to me. You're lying to me. I'm not. <laughs> um, I did like also when they're Homer and Marge are talking about curling, and Bart's like, "All right, is, is curling it's a real thing?" A real thing, yeah. And then he said, "Or is it a cover up for a grown up thing that there's that we're not supposed to know yeah. about?" <laughs> Like when Homer went to that leadership seminar, but he was really stuck in a barrel at the junkyard. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> how? 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 That's right. <laughs> um, cargo pants. Uh, he's not there on school business. That's right. He's there on cool business. <laughs> and then we get some back-to-back uh, curling puns, which is fun. <laughs> oh, like what? I didn't. I didn't catch any of them. Oh, that's when Homer says, it's Homer or Marge, they say, thanks for sliding into our house. Because the area in curling, the circular area, it's called the house. I didn't get that. I thought that sliding into our house was just an awkward way to include a curling pun. Yeah, yeah, because sliding, of course, you would get. Yeah, yeah, the house part was part of it, too. So... Um, Brandon, any thoughts on Homer's interpretation of the Winter Olympics? Yes. <laughs> Go for it. This is this is I would be there for that. <laughs> I would if if that was the Winter Olympics, I would I would watch the Winter Olympics. I would too. Yeah. I would too. Well, I do have to say, and obviously I understand and with what happened in his dream sequence and the very next part when he kind of just goes off into his own and then Marge says, yeah, he does this. He'll be gone for about 30 seconds. (laughs) Like I thought that was very funny, but what I would have loved to see is I would have loved to see his interpretation of other events of the winter Olympics. Mm -hmm. I, where else is it going to go? I, I think that that would have been too much. It probably would have been, but like it was very funny. And I was like, kind of hoping for comedy in threes there. But right. it would have stretched it out too much. It probably it, would have been yeah, too much. No. And it would have ruined that next joke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so I understand why they did it, but I would have, like I said, part of me was curious to think, hmm, what else does he think of the Winter Olympics? Yeah, no, and that joke was just was just the Scrubs joke. What's that? Huh? The, you know, when, when uh, I don't know what episode it is, but it's later. Uh, when when we already know all about how JD stares into space, and then and then one of the episodes is not in JD's perspective, so he goes like, the, does oh, the, okay. does the help? I, I thought you were referring to like penguin scoring or something. Oh and no! That's why I was like, what? No, <laughs> no, just the. Uh, yeah, and then someone's like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, uh, and and he doesn't come back, so Turk has to explain right. to them that. That he does this mm-hmm. all the time. All right. So, all right. So that takes me to the end of Act One. Anybody got anything else there? No. Were there 
four acts? Yeah, to this? I was going to mention that in Act Three, but yeah, there was actually three times where it faded to black. Yeah. So technically, you could say there was four acts, but I just put the last two essentially together. Okay. Which really makes that Act Three very long. Um, right. Were there three commercial breaks? That's what I don't know. You watched this when it came out. I don't remember. On the air. This was 2010. I don't remember, and I didn't keep track of all the commercial breaks. Why not? I mean, I suppose we they're... We were probably smooching when this was happening. <laughs> yeah, this would have been our first year. We were young and Actually, in love. this would have been, what, a month in? Oh. Because this would have been February 14th, 2010. Yeah. So we would have been like a month in. Yeah. But, no, I don't remember if... I, I would assume that... Because why else would it fade to black there? Right. If they're not going to commercial. And I think at one point, The Simpson did shift where there was three commercial breaks instead of just two. So I think there was a change at some point. So it very well could have been. Hmm. Why? So... Why would Ad revenue, that? baby. I... No... No, that doesn't sound right. But either way, I kept it in our Act 3 uh, formula here, so even though I think technically there were four acts to it. so. But all right, so moving on to Act 2. Agnes cautions Marge not to let her emotions get in the way of winning, and she uh, relates to how a fetal kick by an unborn Seymour foiled her chances at winning gold in the pole vault at the 1952 <laughs> Summer Olympics that in Helsinki. prenatal nitwit. <laughs> Yeah, I think this might be the funniest scene in yeah. this in this episode. Well, we'll get oh, there. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. So at the trials, Marge's talented sweeping earns the team a win and a trip to the Winter Olympics in Vancouver. Meanwhile, at the trial, Lisa is giving an Olympic mascot pin, which she attaches to her sweater, and she decides that it looks lonely and buys another. But her interest in the pins quickly spirals out of control. So, yeah, go ahead. Uh, the... The scene with, uh, I don't know, Skinner, Big Mama Skinner. Agnes? Big Mama. Big Mama Skinner. Is this Medea? <laughs> uh, is quite possibly the funniest scene in this episode. Yes. It, uh, I... <laughs> It just does so much. There's so much there. And I don't know why they decided to go on for this long. But, oh my god. Also, it's very unexpected. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're like, she was an Olympic competitor? Mm-hmm. Okay. She had a 1950s love. <laughs> we can't say that on this on this <laughs> channel. On this channel? Yes, this channel. <laughs> I, I said what I said, and I'm not taking it back. Yep, she had a 50s-style romance. Three minutes of good times and a lifetime of regret. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Um, I also liked what that... What war was that? Well, she said he was coming home from Korea. Okay. So it would have been the Korean War, yeah. And then, um, where would he have gone after that? Because he was coming home from Korea, and then he left again. Where'd he go? Good question, I don't know. Yeah. And never came back. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he went out to get a pack of cigarettes. Yeah, that's fair. Um, did you guys notice the magazine <laughs> that the guy was reading on the train? What was it? Well, it was just so, of course, Agnes is running along the train. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. And she, something about you'll forget her, but she won't forget your smell or something? Yeah, it says. <laughs> so 
but the funny part about it was so he's on the train looking at the magazine and she's running towards the train and, and the picture, picture is a guy on the train with the woman running along yeah and it looks and the tagline looks just like her yes and the tagline says she won't have you but she'll remember your smell vitalis yeah what what does that mean it was just an ad an advertisement cologne okay cologne so but so there's more to this than brendan because you said this is like in your opinion the best part of this episode Mm -hmm. yeah so going on from there she goes to the olympics so are there things that you want to talk about there Oh my god. Just all of that. That entire scene is so good. And <laughs> it goes on for too long, and I'm here for it. So you didn't think the little baby kicking <laughs> and the little foot coming out of her stomach was too much? No. No, I did not. So you that liked was that. I was wondering how you were going to feel about that, so... I'm not... I'm not opposed to, like, graphic things or anything like no, that. No, I just think... I just thought you would be like, that's really dumb. Oh. Yeah, no, it wasn't that that part was funny. It was it was fine. Okay. Just just the ridiculousness of that entire mm-hmm. thing yeah. is very good. <laughs> but I didn't like the ver- the scene right like that the scene connected to that with Homer when he's in the toboggan and is <laughs> Yeah, what was that? <laughs> the pop sled because yeah. it feels like, okay, so so, uh, he's gonna get kicked from the team, and he's gonna start his bob a uh, bobsled. He's gonna get put into the bobsled competition. Oh. But no, that's just nothing. It's just nothing. What? That's, that's actually Act Three, but it's <laughs> fine. We'll keep talking about it. No, it was he was hiding in the bobsled. Mm-hmm. And then he, he wasn't planning on making a bobsled I, team. I understand that, but he's thinking what to do as mm-hmm. he's perfectly piloting this bobsled. It feels like the natural progression is to have him uh, get cut from the team and them both to win gold in their respective... Uh... Well, as they said, that was the original intention. Yeah, why was it there? It, it didn't impact anything, like... And it was too much of a of a thing to just be a gag. It was it was just ridiculous. Just oh, I ridiculous don't understand. Because yeah, he goes through the town, he goes down the bobsled run. Which the one thing I did appreciate there was you heard the the bells ringing, like whenever there's a bobsled race, everyone's like ringing bells mm. and stuff like that as they're going down. Why? So it's just a thing that they do. Uh-huh. So and then he goes off the uh-huh. ski jump. Mm-hmm. He goes into a parking space. So, yeah, unnecessary, but I kind of snickered at it. Like I, I mean, mean, it wasn't the greatest thing in the world, but it, it was, was fine. fine. Yeah. And I know, Corey, you kind of snickered when Maggie came out. Oh, yeah. When she came because out. Because she came out and she's like, oh. Yeah. And then she just Yeah, I think she, sh- she just shrugged her shoulders yeah. like, eh, and then just took off. Which is kind of how I felt about that. I was like, eh, <laughs> but it's fine. I don't understand what's going on. Well, going back to Baby Skinner, though, I mean, that involuntary reflex he made in utero was unforgivable. Uh, Absolutely. How dare he? And, Corey, do you know they don't give out medals for being a loving wife? They should. Well, they don't. No. Are you sure that was in Act 2? Because, like, they're connected, aren't they? Because in Act 2, they don't actually make it to the Olympics yet. They're 
competing in the trial. Oh, wow. Well. And then once they get into the Olympic Village, and Homer's eating all the bow, and he's singing the song about it, <laughs> that's when all of that happens. Yeah. So I know, Brendan, while we were watching this, you didn't quite understand that we had to explain it to you. But Corey, yeah. the National Curly Trials right next to the National <laughs> Curling Trials. Anything to say about that? Aren't you related to a stooge? By marriage, apparently. But I don't know if that's necessarily true. But thoughts on that whole thing? I love it. I love it. Although one of them looked like Shump. Yes. So maybe you should get your stooges right. Well, the best part was, of course, Mo showing up and just saying, yes. oh, wise guys, eh? Yeah. And just going through and slapping mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I do have to kind of talk quickly about it. It was a departure. I don't really know why it was there. I guess it's, you know, again, just that whole we need a B storyline. But the whole Lisa yeah. and the pin collecting. Like, there were some kind of funny moments in it. But not but, really. Yeah, like, it didn't really... But I will say that I did kind of relate to this, especially you when did? when the girl gives her the first pin and is like, oh, I have doubles. Do you want one? And then she says, you know, that be careful. It's very addictive. Right. That reminds me of myself, like, because I can get very obsessive with collecting things. Okay. And remember what I said when London brought us those Seinfeld Funko things? Yes. So... It's very cool. It's basically a set of the Seinfeld um, apartment. And they give you these little tiny Funko figures to go with them. And London gave us one just she out of the kindness of a heart. Because I love Seinfeld. Yeah. And just because she was being nice, no reason. Uh-huh. And just came home with one. And I looked at her and I said, why did you do this? And she said, what? And I said, now we need them all. And especially because the apartment connects together in all these pieces. And I was like, we can't just have one. And then you bought them all. And we then we bought them like all. Like a yes. ridiculous person. Yep, because that's what happens. Because I get obsessive about collecting and I have to what, be careful Dean? about it. But I will say, <laughs> the whole ruse that was set around that pin collecting <laughs> was pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> that was good. When are you going to let me go back? To the cruise ship to be chief purser. <laughs> Poor monster, wee wee. <laughs> what was going on in that in that sketch? Well, as I like to call him, the pin shark tries to get Lisa hooked, um, and he has this cute little girl go out there and do it. <laughs> That's pretty. Who good. is that guy? He's he's been other things. Pally. I mean, he just has that voice. He didn't look like that in anything else. But yeah, they use that voice a lot. Just. Hey there. But no, that was really funny. Just the reveal. You see this cute little girl, and then Mm -hmm. she takes the wig off, and then she's just this short old man. Mm -hmm. And then he says, one day I'll be taller, or something like that. One day I'll be the tall man. Yeah, I'll be the tall one. (laughs) Which I was like, I I don't think that's going to happen. The kids' signs when they're cheering on their parents. Mom. Dad. USA. Yay. Bye. Bye for now. Now. (laughs) And then they get, like, tired? Yeah, I, I mean, for, for I, I don't know. I, I don't know how I felt about that it, joke. It was, like, it was a dumb joke. I got it, but yeah. like... Yeah, it was just kind of unnecessary, I yeah. guess. What yeah. did they get tired about? Lifting up those I, signs? I guess so. I It was it was a it was a play on how people right. bring too many signs to... But it, was, it wasn't good. 
And, I mean, missed opportunity, too, because all they had to do was flip the M's, and they had WoW, wow. as well. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so when they're first competing, <laughs> I don't know why I found this so funny, but when they realize that Homer has thrown the rock too quickly, Carl immediately gives up on him. Yep, yeah. <laughs> he just rips up the curling thing, throws it away, just walks away before everything's done. I mean, to be fair, if that was the only way for Marge to get that get that rock onto or stone, it's called a stone, right? Yeah. Uh onto onto the onto the home, onto the into the house. That one. Uh it's, I I don't know if I probably would have given up on him too. Yeah. Well, I mean, I definitely would have. Technically, as soon as you pass the house, like that rock is done, you can't bring it back. Why not? But she did. That's not a thing. Are you Why saying not? they're liars? Yes. And I also have some other issues with the curling scenes. Oh my god. So I, of course, am no expert to curling. Ugh. But the last two Olympics, I've I watched quite a bit, and I do enjoy it. It's fun. Uh, but basically, just really quickly, the rules of curling. You have to throw the rock down, and the idea is there's basically three circles, and, you know, they get larger as it goes along. It looks like a target. So the idea is whoever gets closest to the center circle, which is called the button. I thought you were going to say the butt. (laughs) Whoever gets closest to that, you get points. Mm -hmm. And it essentially goes from there. So... Some of the issues that I had in watching this was you have two teams, of course, and in your two teams, each team has a different color. Yeah, I noticed this too. All the stones were the same they color. They were all the same color. So every time they were like, oh, Homer just needs to do this to win, you're like, well, how did you determine that? Because it's all the same color. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I saw that was kind of weird was there was inconsistencies as far as the number of rocks. So, like, for example, in this particular scene when Homer's getting ready and he's doing his final throw. So, according to the scoring behind Homer, they're down 9-5. to So, he would need to get 5 points, of course. Uh So, 5 rocks closest to the button. Or 4 to tie it. Or 4 to tie it, correct. So, right before he throws it, we see that there are 5 down there in that little area. Okay. Three of them are on the blue line, one is on the white line, and one is straddling the white and red. So that would be the closest to the button, as they call it. So in theory, if those are all of their stones, they already have five points. So his next throw means nothing, unless he knocks all of those out in some way. But they made the comment that he needs, I think Lisa makes the comment, oh, he needs to get it in to the circle to win, or whatever. Yeah. If you have the win... In curling. Can you choose not to throw it? You have to throw it, but what happens is they just purposely avoid everything and just throw it off to the side. Can you throw it behind you? No. I think that's a penalty. I don't know for sure, though. But I know there's... you just drop it? There's some sort of... I don't know exactly what the penalty is, but... So there's... As you're sliding, there's a line, and you have to let go of the rock before you get to that line. And then there's another line further down where those circles are, and you have to pass that line. Okay. Otherwise, you get penalized. I don't know exactly what the penalty is, though. So, yeah, you couldn't throw it behind you because then you would have made it past that line. Yeah. So you do have to throw it down, but usually when that happens, they just throw it right down the side 
to just avoid everything. So, okay, so that's what happened right before his throw. So there was five down there. Uh-huh. Then as he approaches the line, getting ready to throw. There were one. So at the beginning of the throw, now we only see there's four okay. in the house. Uh-huh. Three in the blue ring, one in the right ring, white ring. So again, if that was true... There's there a was white a, ring? Yeah, so there's a white circle in the beginning, like the smallest circle. Uh-huh. That's the button. No, that's a red circle. No, it's white first, then it's red around that, and then it's white, and then it's blue. So now at the beginning of this throw, there's four rocks. So then if that was true and they were all of theirs, then yes, Lisa is correct. He needs to get nearest to the button, and then they would get all five points there. Uh-huh. Okay? So that would make sense. But then as Homer's passing all of the rocks, and then Marge is doing her sweeping and everything, there's only three in the house. Fun. And with that, so the, yeah, and then one of them was completely outside, so there would be no point for that at all. So if that's the case, they wouldn't have had enough points to even win at that point yeah so i just didn't quite understand why the number kept changing and that also helped happens in the gold medal game as well where you see the number kind of change from when they start to when they go down so i just thought that was a little strange i w- i didn't notice it yeah did you notice it no no i know see? you didn't and like literally it was just like one of those things i was watching and i was like wait a minute and then i went back and i rewound and i was like watching again and i spent way too much time looking at it yeah so so my apologies if I bar- bored anyone there with my description yeah, of uh, curling me. and whatnot. So, but you won't apologize right. to me. I am sorry. Wow, that's insane. All right, anything else with Act Two for you guys? No. Okay. All right, so f- our Act Three slash Four. I just put them both together. So the Simpsons arrive in Vancouver, where Agnes insists that Homer be cut from the team. Marge refuses and insists she can insists she can compensate for his weak throws, but Homer accidentally overhears the exchange and feels terrible. And then, of course, cue the bobsled. (laughs) Marge continues to perform superbly, but she injures her right shoulder while sweeping to secure a win in the semifinals. And she is told that she will never curl again and that the American team must forfeit the gold medal match to Sweden, leading her to briefly lash out at Homer. Lisa's pin collection grows, And when she runs out of money, she trades her pearl necklace to a vendor in exchange for a pin from the 1924 Winter Olympics in Chamon, France. Bart discovers Lisa busking on a street corner, having relinquished her dress in favor of wearing her pins at all times, and offers to help her kick her pin-collecting addiction. Cutting the lower portion of Homer's face from his driver's license and making it into a pin, Bart creates Fat Toff a phony mascot for the 2014 Winter Olympics in Sochi, Russia. He trades the pin to the vendor in exchange for Lisa's necklace. As Marge prepares to leave Vancouver, she reveals to Homer that she's left-handed, but has always used her right hand to avoid seeming unusual. She has become cross-dominant with enough dexterity to change Maggie's diaper and dress her one-handed. Homer and Marge return to the rink just in time to stop Seymour from forfeiting the match and go on to defeat Sweden for the gold. Agnes softens her attitude of unyielding contempt toward her son after he breaks his broom and has to drop out, and Marge and Homer agree that they had a great date night. Okay, the end of our episode. What do we think? Milhoos. <laughs> oh, Milhoos. I loved the way he looked, too. 
Yeah, he he was almost Milhouse, but not quite. Yeah. Like he was almost kind of cool yeah. in comparison to Milhouse. Yeah. <laughs> Just like Canada, it's almost the U.S., but not quite. <laughs> um. And um, hey, Bort, <laughs> your sister's hotter than a Calgary brush fire. Mind if I ask her out? She's as loody as a one dollar coin. <laughs> and what about the Canadian Nelson? Yeah. Ho, ho. And he says, hey, Hoser, do you want some Canadian club? And who's, or Milhouse says, do I? So then he punches him in the arm. And then says, ho, ho. Yep. <laughs> no, it's hoo, hoo. Oh, hoo, hoo. Yeah, hoo, hoo, not ho, Sorry. ho. That's right, hoo, hoo. <laughs> I love ho, ho's, though. So, Brennan, do you get the Canadian club joke? No. Canadian club is whiskey, right? I believe. Your or grandmother is it club drinks soda? it. No, it's it's Canadian hard club I is whiskey. It's whiskey. Okay. And I get that it it's a club. It's a clobbering. It's yeah. A club. club. Yeah. So that's the joke when he Here's. says to Milhouse, "Do you want a club soda?" And he's like, "Do I?" Because he thinks he's getting alcohol, and then he gets punched in the arm. Yeah. All right. Did either of you know who the medicine woman was? No. One who is having the hallucination with the therapist. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, no. Who is that? She was in the Simpsons movie. Oh, okay. I remember. Yeah, yeah, when yeah. He yeah. goes to Canada. He goes to Alaska. Alaska, yes. I'm sorry. Why Canada. was she there? I mean, it's Vancouver. It's not that far. It's from, pretty far. Not that far. It's thousands I mean, it's of far. miles. It's not thousands. It's very far. But, anyways, that's where she was from. She was from the Simpsons movie, if you were uh, questioning in that. Um, but, so did you guys have anything for Act 3 and 4? Um, <laughs> when, when the Swedes say, joy is but a shadow pain cast. I love that. <laughs> yes. I love that. I knew you would. I was I was getting up to do something when that came on, and I made sure yeah, I pointed I love at that. the TV to make you watch it. <laughs> um, the welcome sign to head into Vancouver... Come for the film tax credits. Stay for the marijuana. <laughs> this is Vancouver. Yes, I know where it is. This is Alaska. Yeah, how many miles? I don't know. It's not thousands. It's thousands. No. It's, at le- it's over it's 500 thousands. miles. That's not thousands. No, it's not over 500 miles. It's more than that because New York is like 500 miles long. From here? No, I mean like... The state of oh, New York state. is 500 miles. Yes. It's much more than that. Hold on. I'm going to look it up. Um, also, that scene with the medicine woman, when all that weird stuff is happening in the background, the background resembles like an Escher painting. Okay. Like all his patterns and everything. He was a Dutch graphic artist. Oh, man. I forgot to mention when uh, Mrs. Skinner tells Seymour he's a disgrace to frozen water. <laughs> Well, She's you just so mentioned mean. It. Yep. <laughs> she reminds me of my grandmother, R.I.P. But also, so mean. It is thousands. Got served. 2,163 miles, I stand corrected. I just served all y'all. Sure did. Ha ha. Um, did you guys have any thoughts on the opening ceremonies? <laughs> Directed by Ivan Reitman, of course. What was he? Canada's he Canada's most famous director because he did uh, Ghostbusters. All <laughs> oh, right. Um, who are you gonna call? Albania. Who are you gonna call? 
Algeria. <laughs> Who are you going to call? Argentina. <laughs> Who are you going to call? Zimbabwe. <laughs> and now, not competing, but observing. <laughs> Who are you going to call? Angola. <laughs> I I also like how they released beavers. Yes. <laughs> Canada's dove, the beaver. <laughs> and the lumberjack who lit the flame was like, this could have easily been avoided. This was all preventable. <laughs> as the beavers are tearing down the the torch. Oh my god. <laughs> and I will just say I didn't make note of the uh, countries that were shown in the opening ceremony. Okay. There's a lot there that you wouldn't typically see at the Winter Olympics. Okay. <laughs> I watched a little bit of the opening ceremonies this year. And of course, there are some like warm weather countries that compete and things like that. There was even some countries from like the Middle East and things like that. Yeah. But they have very small <laughs> representations of people there. They yeah. might have three, four athletes. But all of the athletes that were in this episode, like they were like 80 deep or more. The opening ceremonies were something. They sure were. And just that, the who are you going to call because of Ivan Reitman being from Ghostbusters? <laughs> just that was amazing. Listen, if if actual opening ceremonies did took themselves about that seriously, I would watch them. But they take themselves way too seriously. They do, and it's so. Yep. And it also doesn't make sense when they announce the countries. I don't know what order they're in. They're not in alphabetical They're not alphabetical. Order. At least they weren't this year, because like, I was watching a little bit of it. I remember them being alphabetical last time I watched them. But Well, uh, this year at the Winter Olympics, they were not. So I don't know why. Because, like, like, you know, I was watching, of course, I was like, oh, I want to see the United States. Mm-hmm. And it was at, like, I don't know, Germany or something. So I'm like, okay, I kind of have an idea. And then it went to Austria. Oh. What? That's not even close. Maybe, so maybe it was. I mean, Germany and Austria are very close. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe it's geographic. Geographic. Yeah. Yeah. Possibly. Starting because from... I'm trying to think if Canada and U.S. were near each other. <laughs> but that could be. Maybe it's geographic location, and puts it in that way. But yeah. Well, Marge, we need to talk about your husband. <laughs> Is it? Yeah, that's my favorite topic. Isn't he cute? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> A little, but as an Olympic curler, he's dragging <laughs> us down like an anchor on a bag of toasters. <laughs> wow. I did not catch that. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Dude, does a bag of toasters float? Yeah. I would assume not. And why are you putting an anchor on a bag of toasters? How bad do you want to get rid of those toasters? Pretty bad, apparently. Wow. I didn't, I didn't notice that either. Yep. I feel like... <laughs> bag full of toasters with an anchor would be like a modern art piece. Maybe we, it already is. We maybe were, an etcher painting. <laughs> like a sculpture. I feel like a burlap sack full of toasters with an anchor okay. is definitely a modern art piece somewhere. Yeah. If not, let's make it happen. Yeah, I'm making a, an art piece, everyone. Come so, to my art. Who made you the coach? This hat that says coach. <laughs> Uh, kind of a weird comment. Homer and Marge's marriage is based on curling? What? I mean, yeah. That's what Homer says when he's like, hears that he's going to be kicked off the team. Yeah. He says, but our marriage is based on curling. Well, that's just true. That's not right. So, 
where I think that this is going is they're trying to tackle like like you said at the beginning like marriages going to the Olympics and but it feels like they don't spend enough time on it to do it well mm-hmm. and uh, it uh, it doesn't it, there are very few problems with it and the problems that do come up are solved in three seconds right. it yeah because it could potentially be looking at oh my gosh, this is the only thing we have in common. Right. You know, yeah, or no. something like that. It feels like a big problem, not a big problem, but like like something that 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 needs to be addressed in our modern society, and The Simpsons is trying to quote-unquote bring attention to it, but they're just not taking the effort and the care needed to, to, to address this problem. Yeah, they're just doing a one-off comment and just saying like oh yeah that happened yeah and like you said at the beginning if like the creators were trying to to make a a winter olympics thing about this problem they should have addressed it more like it it was not well yeah so yeah so we see now lisa and you know she's really starting to have a problem with the pins yeah and she really wants that pin from 1924 or whatever it was. And she asks, she realizes she's out of money. Which, where was she getting all the money, by the way? I don't know. That couldn't have been cheap. But she says, can I have it on account? And he says, on account of what? On account that I want it. Yes. And then he just kind of stares at her and she goes, oh, you've heard that one, huh? And he goes, no, it's just not funny the first time. <laughs> And then, Corey, thoughts on Lisa hawking her pearls? Oh, Lisa. I mean, they were a gift from her mom. Yeah. When she found out that she could read at the 12th grade level. And without the pearls, she's just a big Maggie. That was a funny joke. I liked that. I found it extremely funny with the boxes that he has in the back. I was just going to bring that up. The jewelry, little girls, Jack's birthday, and Pets Beloved. It reminds me of that John Mulaney sketch. Which one? T- uh, taking family heirlooms at parties, uh, family pictures and things. And I said, why? Why did you do this? And he said, John, it's the one thing that they can never replace. Uh, did you guys realize when Lisa was busking what she was playing? No. She was playing the beginning parts of the opening oh, theme. Oh, yeah, I did know that. Yeah. Sorry, like, I'm... The one that she plays, like, in the Yeah, yeah, the yeah, in room. the hallway when he's like, meh, 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 get out of here. All right, so... <laughs> is that what the music teacher yes. sounds like? Yeah, yeah. So this is probably the part of this episode where I just started shaking my head and just went, what? It's the part where Lisa has gotten rid of her dress. Where did the dress go? And it's all pins. Where mm-hmm. did the dress go? And how are the pins on her body? Did she just shove them into her skin? I don't know. She wanted to be close to them. And, I don't know, something no. about it, too, just like, it was very, very, very unsettling. Mm-hmm. It was very Seeing unsettling. her like that. And it just didn't look right. Like, it just looked very strange. Like, even before they said it was all pins and no dress. Right. It just looked very strange. Like, almost as if, like, you know, she was, like, naked mm-hmm. or something. Right. Which she wasn't, obviously. And I don't know, maybe it's just because she was missing the pearls. Yeah. 
and you know you're used to seeing that and you know she has obviously so much because there's no pearls there so her neckline down mm-hmm. you know it's there's a lot more area i mean there but when she's wearing her regular dress which we see in the very next scene with the pearl without the pearls it looks yeah, fine i guess you're right yeah yeah i don't know just something about it like when bart was like what's that sound and he kind of opens the trench coat and you just kind of see her in that yeah i'm like this is yeah it's weird. weird it's weird yeah and it's like i understand what they were trying to get across mm-hmm. but i feel like they could have done it in a different yeah. way do you also uh the same thing that i w- i made the argument with the like the uh the the couples doing the olympics uh T- tackling the problem that comes with the collecting industry and all of that, which is pretty, uh, pretty predatory, and especially for children, they could have done that a lot better. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it was just like, like I said before when I was talking about it, it almost seemed like it was just like an afterthought. Like, yeah. Well, we just need to throw something in here, so let's yeah. just do that. Yeah. No. They do that a lot. Yeah. Because. Because that that industry is very predatory, and I have been, I have seen it firsthand. Uh, it's not great, and it doesn't feel like there's the Simpsons are saying anything. It's just, oh, Lisa has a problem. Let's mm-hmm. laugh at her about it. Right. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't know. Although I do have to say, though, everything with Lisa's pin collection, it did pay off. With the joke with Tom Brokaw. <laughs> yes. And when Bob Costas is talking, and he says, "As Homer doesn't land this stone in center house, the only gold they'll be going home with is Lisa's pin collection. Yes. And he says, that tidbit, courtesy of our highly paid intern, Tom Brokaw. And he's like, I love learning about Lisa. <laughs> what? What was that? I was okay. so confused. So Tom Brokaw was, you know, the NBC Nightly News. No, that's on at like six thirty. It's okay. like the national news. Okay. Uh, Lester Holt does it now. I okay. love Lester Holt. So he used to be the host of that. So obviously he's a very well-respected journalist that had been around for a very long time. So it was just kind of the joke that you know, like I love learning about Lisa. Like, and of course they did an impersonation of his voice and you know things like that. Or he was on. You don't know that. That was Harry Shearer. <laughs> and that book that he was reading with Lisa and with the, the unicorn. unicorn. yeah. <laughs> and then the picture behind him, Lisa autographed. Yeah. <laughs> so that was kind of funny. Like, that I did enjoy. And then the comment when um, Marge says, without Homer, I'm a broom without a stone. And then Agnes turns to Skinner and says, wow, that's love, Seymour. I'm glad you saw it once before you died. <laughs> She's so mean that to was him. That's so funny. <laughs> She's so mean to him. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, so in the semifinals, again, I'm not going to go into as much detail, but again, I did notice some disappearing stones, and they were all the same color again. They were all red. I just don't understand why they kept changing all of that. Um, then there was some weird chess painting of people in the uh, crowd. One mm-hmm. guy had Homer, and then yeah. the old guy had Agnes. Yeah. I don't know about that. Yeah. And then this was a pretty funny quote. I will have to say Bob Costas actually said some pretty funny things on this episode. I don't know who that is. He's a uh, the commentator. The announcer. Yeah. 
Is he an actual commentator? Yeah, he's a sports commentator. Does but, he do the Olympics? Yes. He didn't this year, but he has for many, many years. But yeah, when he says, Team USA heads to the gold medal match, but wait a minute, Marge Simpson looks hurt. This is the sort of bittersweet melodrama Olympic coverage feeds on. I admit it. We're vampires that suck on shattered dreams. This was a good joke. <laughs> yes. Uh, and it, I feel like it was longer than that. I feel like it, it went on for quite some time. Yeah. And yeah, I, well, he has better delivery. He takes more pauses and stuff like that. I rushed through it. but it. This was a very, very good joke. Yeah. That I... Yeah. So, um, Marge doing the realization, doing the, uh, ah, I'm actually left-handed. That reminded me of a fun fact you learned, you and I was gonna bring that about up. me. What? Go, go ahead, bring it up. So, we took London back to school, she came home for the weekend, and we went to this cute little, uh, pancake place out in the middle of nowhere. That That's only, only open for a month. Well, Two I think months. it's, I think London saw it was six weeks. Okay. Total. But, and I think the reason why is because I think it has to do with maple season, okay. and it's such a short season. Yeah. But it's really cool. Uh, what was it called again? Cartwrights. Cartwrights. That's right. I was going to say McCarthy. Yeah, Cartwrights. And, but it's It's near really Angelica, nice. New York. It's a really nice place, 15. but yeah, it's in the middle of nowhere, literally, like, actually our uh, GPS cut out. We couldn't even get service, so that was fun. But, yeah, so... Very nice place, but we're sitting there. That's why you have to download your roots. Yeah. You can do that. So we're sitting there, and I don't even remember how it came up. Because we're talking about cutting. cutting, Like, we were cutting, like, our stuff. And I said to Corey, I'm like, well, yeah, you hold your fork with your left, because she's right-handed. I said, you hold your fork with your left hand, and then you cut with your right, because you're doing everything with your right hand. And then she was like, no, I cut with my left hand. And I hold the food with my right. So you're left-handed. She's showing me all of this. And then, yeah, she reveals that she probably was left-handed, but why don't you go on and say the rest? But Mrs. Skinner, um, my, so when I was little, I always thought, oh. Oh, Hold on one second. And the reason why Marge is using Uh her right hand all these years is because she didn't want to seem unusual in any way. Well, yes. So, um... When I was a kid, I always thought I was ambidextrous. I could I could do things <laughs> with both of my hands. I could write with both hands and cut with both hands and stuff like that. Well, actually, my grandmother kind of told me, no, no, don't write with your left hand. Do it with your right hand. Like, she forced me to be right-handed. I, I just find it. Like, not even, like, that I'm I'm right-handed, so... But I find it awkward to write with your left hand because you're always pushing. Right. You're not pulling. Like, that doesn't feel right. I could write with both hands, and my grandmother told me that I have to write with my right hand because, basically, that don't call any attention to yourself. You don't want to be a just, weirdo. Just write with your right hand. Yep. And I went, okay, and I did. It was funny when I was watching that. I was like, oh my gosh, we just had that conversation. Yeah. (laughs) So I definitely wanted to bring that up. Um, So I will have to say this. I didn't quite understand this, and I want to see what you guys think too, but why is Marge so mad at Homer? Well, she's not horny. (laughs) She's mad. Yeah, I didn't get it either. But like... 
she ends up saying to him, when we do things together, they always turn out badly for me. Yeah. I feel so, that, though. But, like, why is she mad at him? I Because sometimes you're mad and you can't take it out on who you want to take it out but on. But she did. Well... I don't know. Why does everything go your way, but nothing goes my way, and it's always a disaster? Why? I don't know. Well, see? But that still doesn't tell me why she's mad at him. I get it. Like, he didn't do anything wrong. Well, I mean... Well... (laughs) That throw was weak and... I get it. Which, again, that's... You can't melt the ice to get your rot, your stone moving. You don't know that. To get your stone moving again. Once it stops, it stops. It didn't. St- it it only it only stopped for like three seconds. You don't know that. I get it. But I I don't know. It just it it just seemed very strange to me. Like why she's so mad. Like I can understand disappointment or I something mean, like that. And because I don't. Maybe it's because she had to overcompensate so much because he messed up, mm-hmm. and she's upset by that, and she got hurt because of him. Or something. Yeah, she blames him for her injury. Right. That's all there is to it. But right. it's, I guess I it, got it. It is again. It's not really explained too well. Right. It's kind of brushed over. Yeah. Because ah, she. No pun intended. Because she's. It's a broom, not a brush. Because she's not mad for that long. It's like three seconds of anger, and then we're like, oh, she's angry. Oh, she's not anymore. She's left-handed, so she's not angry. Everything's fine. Yeah. Uh, That's not how it goes. In case you haven't figured it out, I didn't like this episode very much. Well, we're almost there. We'll get there very shortly. Dear listeners. Um, any thoughts on Fatoff? Who? How weird. And the then he was, like, ice makes. skating with a pin, and yeah, I Yeah, and that is, that supposed to be Dr. Zhivago or something? Yes, it was. This is all but, yours. <laughs> yes, but, I mean, also, how weird. Yeah. And then that whole thing at the end was just completely unnecessary. Yeah, Homer. With Homer dancing with him. Yeah. And everything. Very like, unnecessary. I didn't like it. It's just very strange. Uh, but just a few quick things here before we uh, wrap this up. Um... <laughs> I did think it was rather funny that the U.S. Ho- the U.S. Russia hockey gold medal sudden death overtime game was preempted for the curling forfeiture signing. <laughs> <laughs> and then Skinner's about to sign, and then Bob Costas again comes in and says, "There's been some confusion on if he's going to use his middle name." guess we're about to find out. <laughs> okay, here comes the pen. No, the ink appears to be blue. <laughs> this uh, this joke was a very funny for just every every sports thing has a commentator. Oh, are we no? Oh, are we going to um to concede or are they going to show up? And like the other team is waiting on the ice. And this was a very funny parody of that. I I enjoyed that a lot. And no surrender. Let's give the Olympics a miracle. But this time. <laughs> Nice. Corey, did you have any thoughts on uh, what they were watching at Moe's? Oh! Look at that broom work. (laughs) How many Horcruxes did they have? Not when they have four of the seven Horcruxes still unfound. Yes. It shouldn't be playing Quidditch at all. (laughs) (laughs) 
That was a good setup, too, because, yeah, it just starts off, look at that broom work. Yeah. Can't believe that none of the barflies are supporting Homer. Right? Not one. I know. Crazy. And then one of the final things here is Agnes is supportive of Skinner, and she says, before now, I never knew a mother could love her child. Win or lose, I'm taking you out for pizza and ice cream, and we can sit at the same table. This was also very good because it was unexpected. Yes. It was a ve- it you feel like it's about to shift, but it's 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 a very good um uh playing with with the um with your expectations. Right. Exactly. And it feels like something that if um if there was that twist, I probably would have been complaining about it and said it would have been much more funny and uh, less believable right. if there yeah. wasn't that twist at all. And I absolutely would have said that. Right. But uh, seeing that there wasn't and it was that good gives me gratification, even though I didn't say it at all. Yes. And I... <laughs> <laughs> all right. And then uh, one of the final things here is that Bob Costas reveals that the gold medal that they got in curling was the USA's first and only medal of the entire Olympics. But in actuality, in 2010, the U.S. team won 37 medals, of including nine gold medals. Were they, uh, were they the most, the most medal, no. medal earning? No, they very rare. I don't think they've ever been the most. It's usually like Norway and... Really? Yeah, Norway like cleans up. And the Netherlands, like those two do very, very well. What about the Summer Olympics? Yeah, I think the U.S. does pretty well in the Summer Olympics, but yeah, as far because as, I they're they're usually in like the top five for the winter, just because they have so many athletes competing. But I mean, same with the summer, and it's the same like you know Canada does very well in the in the Winter Olympics, mm. but not so much in the Summer Olympics. Yeah. So, um, and it should also be mentioned that they said that you know this is was a demonstration sport, so. In actuality, demonstration medals would not officially count in the Olympic standings. Really? So only if the sport is official do the medals count in the standings. Why? Because it's considered a demonstration. It's not, like, quote-unquote real yet. It's not official. And uh, Bob Costas' comment, Kids, take out your history books. Rip out the pages and put this indelible moment in it. (laughs) (laughs) And then lastly... Homer is chanting USA, but he's swinging the Swedish flag. The Ikea flag. (laughs) And, Corey, thoughts on the last line delivered by Agnes? Tell me how my ice tastes. Oh, yeah. Now I remember that. That, What was it? Kobe Kobe and Shaq? Is that who it was? Probably. Or I think it's, it's rappers, too, right? Where you talk about like your ex-girlfriend to someone and you say how does something taste oh that's i what see the reference i is understand there. yeah that's pock and biggie all right so final thoughts on this episode it was fine um i enjoyed it really i thought I you did just not. i was gonna say you just said <laughs> i didn't enjoy this episode <laughs> that was a lie okay i, I did i'm not. keeping you on your toes i see that uh yeah no i i thought that it had some really great ideas but didn't didn't really t- 
touch on any of them that well. And the lack of follow through. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I felt like this could have been great if it wasn't a 22 minute program. I feel right. like it, it this more than a lot of the episodes that we that we've talked about so far needed needed a second part. Or... So do you think they were trying to do too much yes. in the time frame? Yes. And because of that they weren't able to get into the yes. detail that even even if there was no B plot, just remove Lisa from the story altogether. There's no point in having Lisa in the story. Uh maybe that would have made it better. We just needed more time devoted to all of these concepts. And either pick a lane, Homer needs to either be a bobsledder or not be a bobsledder. You can't have both. He wasn't intending to be a bobsledder. It was just a, a mistake to yeah, show but how like, clueless he is. But like that's the that's the thing that they do. They're like, hey, this guy is super good at bobsledding because he can do this without even trying. So that that's the, the Simpsons thing. Mm-hmm. So pick a lane. <laughs> There's only one in bobsled, so... <laughs> So, and then, yeah, Corey, you're just, it's fine. It was, yeah, I mean... And I know you're not a huge fan of the Winter Olympics, so did any of that bother you, or I, a did little you think bit. it was fine? It was... I, I, neither here nor there. So, for me, like, I am a big fan of the Winter Olympics, and I would literally watch it all day if I could. Um, it was nice this year having it on... Um, like DVR and stuff, because you could just kind of pop in and just watch a little thing here and a little thing there. So, um, and like I mentioned, I have really started to enjoy curling over the past, you know, six to eight years or so. So, uh, but yeah, like I think what what Brendan is saying that there was just a lot that they had a lot of good, as you said, a lot of good ideas, but not good execution of those ideas. Yeah. So, but there were some funny moments to it. You know, I did like some of the humor they had, you know, with Vancouver. Like I mentioned, the opening ceremony, I thought that was very funny, very well done, and things like that. And they kind of towed the line of, you know, they were making fun, but they weren't, you know, doing it offensively mm-hmm. or anything like that. So I think they kind of towed the line there and did a good job with that. And But it just kind of reminds me, like, especially in these older seasons, or these newer seasons, I should say, it seems like they have, like, multiple episodes like this per year where it's like, oh, well, we have to take them somewhere. Yeah. And then they, like, go out of their way to, like, oh, we have to include this from that place, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool, but then it's just like, okay, you're doing it again. Mm-hmm. You right. know? And it's like, you know, they did the Buffalo thing when they came through here, and we saw it right. laughing, and like, oh, that's so well, great. Well, it was upstate New York. Yeah, but they included Buffalo. Did they? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because there was the whole... Uh, snow thing and then homer sitting in the cheering for the bills with like 20 people i don't remember that happening but but anyways like so part of that like i really like and it is kind of nice to get them out of their element especially with this many episodes but yeah i just think sometimes they just kind of rely on that too much and it just doesn't quite hit the mark yeah you know of course there are exceptions some of the episodes are really good when they go outside of their comfort zone. I mean, Bart versus Australia, for example. Yeah. But, but yeah, I think there was just too much reliance on that. Just, okay, we have to make sure we get all this stuff in about the area we're going to. And 
maybe not as much that they needed to on plot and right things like that and developing that so so yeah but yeah by by no means am i going to say this is a terrible episode or a bad episode it's just it's meh mm-hmm. it's okay it's fine it has a few really funny moments and there's some other misses that we kind of talked about as you go along there so yep I I mostly agree. Given that curling, especially in 2010, was kind of an unknown sport, uh, they did not make fun of curling right. whatsoever, which was nice. They made fun of the Olympics because the Olympics is... They're punching up. They're not right. punching down, um, which is nice. But... Um, but, I don't know. It just, it just felt... A lot of the... A lot of the parts were too samey, like for uh for example like there is no difference between their practice matches that they first do at the very first part to the um the olympic uh uh qualifiers or whatever they didn't set the stakes properly to to the olympics finals like it didn't it didn't there was no difference right um i don't know it it just wasn't very good. Right. All right. Well, what about our ratings? Uh, it was viewed by 5.87 million viewers. Are you kidding me? 2010 like Simpsons, 5.87 million people. And more than I that, mean, because that's, that's still just well many... before streaming and all that. So Ugh, That's too many people. It's 2010. Watch something else. <laughs> um... It got a Nielsen rating of 2.6. The episode came third in its time slot, but was the second most viewed show on an animation on the animation domination lineup after Family Guy. All right, well, let's start to wrap this up because I know Corey wants to get going here. So, Act Four. Anybody got anything? I don't think so. You got nothing. I don't know. I have several. I have a couple things. Okay. Colox back. Everyone, I have been saying this for weeks, but none of you have taken me up on... You don't know that. I do know that. Uh, listen, 9 o'clock Eastern Time, be there or be Triangle. <laughs> um, t- I should probably say where it is. Uh, Twitch.tv slash uh, FearHQ, 9 o'clock on Mondays. Speaking of, today's Monday. Yeah. And it goes very late. Don't tell them that. They'll First figure one that out. Until 2 a.m. They'll figure that out on their own. It's been very good. There's only been one episode so far. The second episode is coming out in an hour as of recording this. So okay. be there or be diamond. Diamond this time. Yes. Shine bright like a diamond. Uh, also, Horizon 2 came, just came out. Horizon 2 Forbidden West. It's been very good. Uh it's one of the most fleshed out AAA games I've ever played and I've played quite a few AAA games and it looks stunning like we thought that Horizon the original Horizon Zero Dawn looked incredible and now this game is came out and oh my god um so worth the wait oh yeah Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I know it got delayed and everything, and people got upset, as they do, but we need more delays in in uh, game, in the gaming space, because crunch time is 
re is a real problem and and it's just it's just a problem it's a lot of of studios just haven't been doing very well with their workers so you know but um i'm glad that they delayed it and they took their time and everything and 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 it turned out to be incredible i've been having a ton of fun with it it's real long like i'm already like 20 hours and i still feel like i'm getting in i still feel like i'm getting introduced into the game like it's it, if you're looking for something to do for the next two years <laughs> that game that game's gonna be good all right um and for me just real quick um I found out recently that all the Marvel Netflix shows are getting pulled as of February 28th from Netflix. No word on where they're going after this, so I figured, okay, I better get on this. And I went in to watch the final season of Daredevil. I'm about halfway through, and it's been quite a ride. So I've been enjoying it. Obviously, it's been out for a very long time now, so this isn't anything new. And, of course, you know, not quite kid-friendly, but um, a very interesting show and i'm hoping to maybe finish daredevil and get to jessica jones final season i'm gonna skip uh punisher season two and iron fist season two if i can get to those great but i don't think it's gonna happen yeah so, but but it's been good i've been really happy with it so all right so um as we get out of here just quick reminders for you um you can get us on email so it's come to this pod at gmail.com instagram so it's come to this underscore pod and on Facebook, so it's come with the number to this. What about Twitter? We don't talk about Twitter. Mm. But you can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple and Google Podcast, or wherever you find your podcast. And while you're there, make sure to like and subscribe. All right, so let's get out of here. Goodbye. Da, da, Adieu. All right, and we'll smell you later, everyone. Goodbye. <laughs>
So I I always called it the after party for the funeral. No, that's not correct. Uh, listen, when I die, you'll be dead. When I die, I'm talking to you. When I die, you don't know that I'll be de- I'll be alive. You'll be alive. When I die, when I die, um, I would like you instead of being like, oh, and now we must go and. Uh, go to the church basement. The church basement. <laughs> okay. We must go to the basement and we must all eat potatoes and cornflakes and be sad. I would like you to be like, yo, guys, everyone come to the funeral after party. And have it like bumping with good food. So, no, <laughs> no potatoes and cornflakes. Okay. None. So it is Why called. Why are you saying what okay? About sep- it is called a repast. No. What? I've never heard it. But called that. they also said it's most commonly heard today as a reception. So it is a reception. <laughs> I was hoping it would be after party. No, I don't think anyone calls it that. After the show, it's the after party. Yes. After the party, it's the hotel lobby. Sure. 